Hey folks, this is LB from Golf DMV. As many of you know, I've had neck and lower back issues for a while, but I found a chiropractor who's been able to keep me in the game. Her name is Dr. Smith at Cache Sport and Spine. She's conveniently located in Silver Spring, Maryland, just outside the Beltway. Dr. Smith has made a huge difference in my flexibility and pain management. If you need a chiropractor, do yourself a favor and contact Dr. Smith and her staff at 301-641-5693 or online at CacheSportSpine.com the official chiropractor of Golf DMV. It's time for Golf DMV. Highlighting golf in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. And now, here is Claude Jennings. Welcome back to Golf DMV. Talking about golf in D.C., Maryland, Virginia. We've got a special off-season edition of uh, Golf DMV. Although there's still great fall golf happening, uh, we've got Vern's, uh, uh, what do you want to call him, your trainer? Maybe your... your, your, uh, yeah, go, golf him? coach. Uh, yeah, Dr. JP is going to Dr. join JP, us. He's, yeah. he, he's Vern's uh, golf coach. He's got him in this off-season uh, workout program uh, that's going to increase sp- swing speed and make Vern, who's already probably the, longer, the longest driver in, in our group, the Golf DMV group, the rotation of guys who go. Uh, he's already the longest driver for the most part, right? <laughs> I am. And, I am. And, yes. <laughs> <laughs> some days, some days he is, yes. And he's going to make him <laughs> even longer, ladies and gentlemen, by the time we get to Golf 2021. <laughs> we'll have our exclusive interview with Dr. JP. This marks the second uh, week in a row that we've had a doctor on the show that's because right. that's just kind of the high level stuff we do here on Golf DMV. <laughs> we don't get bozos on here who says, you know, if, if you hit the ball wrong, it says, oh, you raised your head. Keep your head down. No, that's None stupid. That. That's not the problem. <laughs> we get doctors on here to tell you what the problem is. So, so don't listen to your friend, you know, uh, you know, Tyrone who says, oh, you don't you lift that up your head. No, Tyrone's wrong. Tyrone, you know, he shoots 108, but he says 92 because he's not keeping all of his strokes when he gets into the woods. But anyway, right. we've got a government employee. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So we've got Dr. JP coming up all the way from Louisiana. Go Tigers. He's an LSU fan. We've got some Manny Millions coming up, some LPGA talk uh, on the way um, as well. But first, the PGA Tour seemingly is turning into the real housewives of Atlanta or Beverly Hills or whatever show you want, Potomac or whatever. There's so much drama. And because this surrounds our favorite guy to hate, Bryson DeChambeau, yeah. uh, let's go to your uh, reality show drama desk with uh, Vern Brown. Oh, actually, yeah, Vern's here as always in LB, too. I didn't introduce him. Yeah, okay. uh, the regular crew is yeah. here. Yeah, um, yeah. So let's go to your Real Housewives drama desk uh, on PGA Tour. Real Housewives of the PGA is what we'll call it. Okay. Uh, Vernon, what's going on in the gossip world on the PGA Tour, man? Uh, so as everybody may be aware, there's a uh, European Tour golfer named Matthew Fitzpatrick who had mm-hmm. – who has some stuff to say about Bryson DeChambeau. Now, he had a lot of hype, by the way, when he, when he, when he turned professional. He did. He did. didn't he's, live he's up not, to a lot of the he's hype, not, he's, yeah. he's pretty good. He's all right. He's pretty good. Yeah, he was doing well, I think, at the BMW, I think it was, last week mm-hmm. uh, when he made these comments. I think it was on Friday after his round on Friday. Um, but for those, a lot of you probably saw JT's response to what I'm about to read you. But I hadn't actually, you know, I'd only heard paraphrased like, oh, Matthew Patrick had this to say about Bryson DeChambeau. Let me read you the quote. <clears throat> It's not a skill to hit a ball the long way, in my opinion. Hmm. I could put on 40 pounds. I could go and see a biomechanist. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's, he's, a, he's a, a Brit, so I'm going to try. I could go see a biomechanist. I could gain 40 <laughs> yards. That's actually a fact. I could put another two inches on my driver. I could gain that. But the skill, in my opinion, is to hit the ball straight. That's the skill. <laughs> he's just taking the skill out of it, in my opinion. I'm sure lots will disagree. 
It's just daft. Daft. It means foolish for those who do not know. About okay, that. okay. That's what that means. Yeah, it's just daft. <laughs> That's the end quote. But basically, <laughs> Brown, by the way, was a great impersonation. Although I've never heard Matthew Wolf speak. I mean, Fitzpatrick. I never heard Matthew. Matthew <laughs> might not sound anything like that. I, I'm pretty sure he sounds like that. I'm yeah. Well, sure. when he when he put it's just daft at the end, I was like, oh, he must be saying this in a British accent. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah. So that's what he had to say. That's what he had to say, Claude. What do you? I mean, what do you think? He's basically saying he just gained a bunch of weight and hit the ball far, and that doesn't take any skill. Hmm. Sounds like hate to me. So, yeah. And y'all know, I don't defend, you know, Bryson DeChambeau. But okay. if there's one thing I don't do, I don't hate, unless it's on LeBron James or Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Even no, now, huh? We'll, Even we'll now. talk about that in another show. Okay. No, like LeBron does a, does a lot of good things for the community uh, in, in Ohio, mm-hmm. and he's a great basketball stand player. Stand-up man. He's a stand-up Probably guy. number two to Jordan. You could argue him and Magic, you know, right. but Jordan's one, LeBron's two, he's fine. I just don't right. root for him to win. But Bill we'll get some, we'll, No Bill Russell? Well, yeah, well, Bill Russell played a different era, man. I mean, and, oh. and Jordan and LeBron didn't. Yeah, but LeBron's era is closer to Jordan's era than Bill Russell's era is to Jordan's era. So, if Mr. Fitzpatrick so said. <laughs> so he was like, um, like "Listen, I, I want to do, I want to do the LeBron conversation, but he just won the championship. We're just going to go right. say he's the greatest right now. Um, <laughs> he's a great, no, he's so a great the, player. The, the, yeah, LeBron the thing that James. I." <laughs> The thing that I took issue with with Fitzpatrick's statement was specifically the skill, in my opinion, is to hit the ball straight. That's the skill. Like, Bryson Shambo is super inaccurate. Right. I mean, I know he, he yeah. sprays it right. sometimes. And if you saw what he did, it was it? Well, wing foot. I mean, mm-hmm. he was that final round? Yes. He was, he yeah. was that, that didn't take the skill? Yeah, yeah it was, 400 yeah. yards straight. And he's yeah. won, what, two or three times this year on tour, even with the shortened season? Yeah, he exactly. He just, he just put up, I think the other day, a, a 10 under round, uh, uh, yeah. wherever they were playing last week yeah. or whatever. I mean, and the I, thing to criticize him on is not the length. You know what I mean? Like, right. criticize him on being too sensitive or something the like behavior that. behavior and all that <laughs> other yeah, stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, but don't criticize him on like, – I mean, because everybody's trying to hit long. You mean to tell me, Matthew Fitzpatrick, if you could trade distance right. with Bryson DeChambeau, you mm-hmm. wouldn't today – I'm sorry, yeah. how many majors has he won? Yeah, how many exactly. tournaments has he won? None. Like, this None. is, this is, so what's happening now is it seems like Bryson DeChambeau now ha- is becoming a Bryson DeChambeau, a Brooks Kepka of Bryson DeChambeau's, and mm-hmm. Matthew Fitzpatrick is becoming the Bryson DeChambeau's of Matthew Fitzpatrick's. That's right. If that makes any sense. He's becoming who You're Bryson was to mm-hmm. Brooks. There you mm-hmm. go. There we go. Yep. Yeah, he's yep. becoming for Bryson. no reason. What are you hating for? Yeah, and the part, the other part. Let me just say, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Vern, to cut you off, but to say because yeah, this is for some reason this is annoying me, and I think it's because I don't want people to hate on Bryson because I don't want him to think that he's that important to hate on. But the, but even though I hate on him, but the point is, <laughs> is, is to say right to say to say, well, I could just put on 40 pounds and, and add two inches to my driver and then hit it. Like, well, then do it if you can. Mm-hmm. Then yes. do it. Right. Yes. Exactly. You can't do it. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. That's the, that's the part that upset me the most was the was the you know distance is easy to gain. I choose not to gain it. <laughs> right, like, oh, exactly. Oh, okay. I like only hitting the two two eighty five. Yeah, or three. When everybody else is hitting it three hundred. Yeah, something. it's totally easy for me to just bulk up and smash it as far as he does. Mm-hmm. I have to put all my energy into not winning. Precision. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not winning winged foot. I didn't see you there. <laughs> I'm a guy well, who defended Bryce. Not winning and yeah. not hitting yeah. the ball long. That's what I want to do. I don't yeah. want distance. Like, I just thought that was a, that was an odd. That was a that was such an odd take. Like in terms of timing too. Like he literally like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whatever it was, just <laughs> right. want to you know just let it cool off a little bit before you come out yeah. with your hot take because everybody's going to kill you for it. That's all. Right. So that's all mm-hmm. I'm sure. Now JT had a response to this. Mm-hmm. Right. He now, sure did, but I don't have queued up. LB, yep. I don't have queued up either. Okay. Well, what do you remember his? Does anyone remember his yep. overall response? Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, like, basically summary. Yeah, basically, he took up for uh, uh, DeChambeau wow. and said that uh, what he is doing is is changing the way people look at golf. Mm. 
and mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with it based it on is. what he said you know it's, it yeah. is. i mean up to just of it right um, even i had to slightly yeah. pull back on bryson when you know friend of the show uh glenn had said why do y'all hate bryson so much bro <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> i mean you know He's just goofy. He's just geeky, little geeky. I mean, he's he's, an easy, he's basically if he's, he's the guy in your in your friends group, exactly. He's the easy right. target. He's the one that's like, what are right. you doing, bro? He's yeah, geek, exactly. he's geeky. I mean, everybody messes with the geeky. That's that's. I mean, in my era, I don't know how they did. Now you can't beat up on the geeky kids, but in, in my era, the geeky kids got beat up, and I was one of the geeky kids that got beat up on sometime because I was just too nerdy. Right. You know? um, so smart. it is. So so now, right. And so now I, you know, I'm old and gray. I can talk smack now to those same people because I got more money than they do now. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. They work for you now. I like that. Right. They provide exactly. good services for you. <laughs> I like that. Can, Before we leave DeShambo, uh, okay. you see that he's adding two inches for his, his driver's going to be uh, 48 inches for the uh, Masters now. Yeah, I saw a real funny yeah. uh, meme on Facebook. Somebody had this super, super, super crazy long driver, and they're like, "Here's Bryson DeChambeau's uh, dr- uh, driver length for you know 2021." They got to wind all the way back and come back to go on the swing. Yeah, and that's, he, he called that out too. I could put two inches on my driver. Yeah, and you yeah. know what? If it was just that, I would give it to you. But he's done so much more for his game. Mm-hmm. And r- real quick, while we're here on defending Bryson DeChambeau, I, I'm just going to pull this topic out of my rear end here. So basically, I've I've wanted to know if the two of you needed, and I'm going to give you my answer first. If the two of you needed, uh, let's say for the upcoming Masters, somebody to place in the top three for everything you own. This person has to place in the top three for all your house, your money, everything, everything you're worth. Mm. Who do you ride with? Now, I'm going to give you my two answers. Wow. They're going to surprise you, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of two. It's either Patrick Reed or Bryson DeChambeau. And here's why. <laughs> because when I left my entire life savings and my whole thing on the line, I want the guy out there who's gonna, who was going to try to take the most advantage. So Patrick Reed for cheating, probably. I want him to do everything <laughs> yeah. he could yeah, he do. Tr- I'm rooting for him. I want him to get it. Uh-huh. Or it's Bryson for the opposite way, which is going to be uh, trying to just bend the rules, trying to get relief from ants. Um, right. And calculating <laughs> geometrical yeah. angles. There's a fence in my sight line. Can I put it in the fairway or whatever? <laughs> like that in the distance. So it's either Bryson's pickiness and his finickiness in the distance, uh-huh. or it's going to be Patrick Reed just straight fluffing up lies, just going yeah. after it. Yeah. Exactly. So and, and right now, I think I would go with Bryson. If I had to pick somebody to place in the top three of the Masters for top everything three. I own, yeah, hmm. you need a top three finish. So literally, and you probably can't see this, but I mean, you guys who are watching the, the, on YouTube can see it, but I, on my little napkin here, you guys can't see that. But I wrote down Patrick. The moment you started asking that question, wow. Patrick Reed would be, would be one. Reed. There we go. Yeah, you know, and, 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 and I feel like one of these guys, like maybe Xander Shoffley or Colin Morikawa, because they're short game. Xander's short game probably is Xander. really, really good. Mm-hmm. He can, and and, and his, his iron game is good. And so, it is. So here's an underrated part of this question while LB comes up with his answer. Yeah, because I'm... Yeah, you're, yeah, okay, well, just go with us. Just go with Patrick Reed. But here's, here's, here's what you don't want, LB. Like, I would choose Xander out of that clock because mm-hmm. Xander's another one. He's fiery. There was right, nothing yeah. that would make me more angry than on the day I need this golfer to go out and place the top three. Like, could you imagine if you had Dustin Johnson and he's crushing and he gets right. the fourth round and starts losing and he's just kind of looking around. Right. He's just like, oh. <laughs> I, would be, I would be furious. I need somebody yeah, who's yeah. like throwing clubs, getting mad. <laughs> Xander Shoffley does that, you know, like somebody like that, like I said, Bryson. Yeah. But definitely, it's either Bryson or Patrick. That, that's who you want. It'll be. That's yeah. Things could be yeah. going south for Dustin and Dustin literally said, oh, well, I already won this year. Sorry, so, so you lost all your money. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he just won the FedEx too. So he, yeah. Maybe, um, maybe uh, Rom. Maybe Rom. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. I like that. Yeah, because he's, he's another one. He'll, he'll, he'll get yeah. mad. You can at least feel that he's trying. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to be happy with losing. That's for sure. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what I <laughs> want. I want winners out there. I want yeah. eight types. Yeah. 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 You're yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> so we'll take a break from the Real Housewives of the PGA Tour, and we'll jump in with a sophisticated, high-educated uh, doctor, uh, Dr. JP. Uh, he's going to help Vern out this offseason with an offseason workout. We've got a special interview. Our second doctor in a row, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's jump to Dr. Uh, Dr. JP. This would mark the golf DMV history, by the way. It is the uh, first time that in consecutive weeks we have had a doctor on the show because that's just kind of the exquisite uh, high-class golf podcast this is. We only have people who have PhDs on this show. I mean, these are the only guests that we have. This is why we don't get any tour professionals on on this show because they don't know anything. They're uneducated (laughs) golfers. Uh, And so we'd much rather get educated people on the show. We've got Dr. J.P. Aguiadri. I want to make sure – Dr., do you – can we call you Dr. J.P. or – or Dr. G, like, what do you prefer? Uh, Dr. JP, JP's fine. I mean, that's, that's all good with me. I don't really care. <laughs> nice. There we go. Now, uh, for those who may not be familiar with you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your practice and what you do. So uh, I am a uh, physical therapist and a strength coach. Um, been one for almost 14 years now. I've worked primarily with golfers for about the last 10 of those 14 years. I'm Titleist Performance Institute, level two certified. Um, and I work with golfers. I work with other athletes, rotational athletes, but golfers probably make up 80% of what I do, uh, both from a performance standpoint. So increasing swing speed, adding distance, you know, longevity to the game, so on and so forth. And then a re- re- rehab and recovery standpoint. So golfers dealing with pain, coming off of surgery, things like that, and kind of getting them back into the game. Nice. Now, do you play golf yourself? I do. So I'm, uh, I kind of fluctuate between an eight and 10 handicap, uh, that's it. No, no, I'm just playing. So I didn't, I didn't pick up golf actually until I was uh, in physical therapy school. So I played basketball and baseball growing up, basketball through high school, and then kind of got to PT school and golf kind of became my stress reliever from PT school. And I kind of fell in love with the game since then. Nice. Nice. So now the reason uh, that Dr. Uh, JP is on the show uh, is because there's a golf DMV uh, member who uh, has reached out to, 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 to Dr. JP uh, to increase distance and swing speed. And anyone who's listened to the show for any amount of time, if you were to guess whether it would be me, Lawrence or Vernon, everyone would probably guess Vernon's the one who wants to increase distance and swing speed. Vern, before we get into this whole journey with how you found Dr. JP and what you're hoping yeah. to accomplish with this, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a, a doctor, I, I hear, I hear an, a, an accent there, a little, a little, a little twang there. Where are you from, man? So I'm from uh, South Louisiana. I currently live in Mandeville, which is about 30 minutes north of New Orleans, about an hour east of Baton Rouge. So I grew up on the other side of the state, Texas side of the state, but I've been over here for about 14 years. <laughs> Texas side of the state. Like, just one quick question. We just had that um, hurricane that hit that area. And you guys have been hit with hurricanes this, this season, one after the other. Um, are you, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Home I'm doing good. Home? So for, fortunately, our direct area has kind of uh, been able to miss the hurricanes. They've either, either gone east or west for us. Fortunately mm-hmm. for us, I've got a bunch of family members on the west side of the state that – got hit pretty bad a couple of weeks ago and they just got hit again by this recent one. Right. So uh, a lot of people kind of struggle with that and, and, you know, everybody healthy, safe, but a lot of loss of house, loss of uh, property, yeah. things like that. Yeah. We're hoping to get everything together, man, and can rebuild and, and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and keep rolling. Uh, we've got, we actually have some Louisiana connection here with LB, right? 
Yeah, my father's side of the family is from uh, Baton Rouge, and I have family still in Baton Rouge as well as New Orleans. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I got I'm a, well. Once we get to talk and I get to drink, and you'll you'll hear more <laughs> of my Louisiana <laughs> accent coming out. Uh, my, mine gets worse when I when I drink too. So. <laughs> That's right. Oh, one other thing. How excited were you last year when the Tigers uh, when LSU beat Clemson? Are you an LSU guy? Or, or? Oh, I'm a huge LSU fan. So I, I went to LSU for <laughs> went to LSU for undergraduate, and I mean I grew up born and raised LSU fan. So nice. Uh, yeah, last year was a dream season. This year, not so much. Kind of yeah. been a little, a bit of a nightmare to start, but you can't can't be too greedy. I guess I'm trying to yeah. tell myself that. <laughs> no, no, I love, I, I love Ed Orgeron. I, I just love like uh, that. I only understand what he's saying half the time. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, gets, it gets me hyped <laughs> up. Go <laughs> Tigers! Yeah, you don't you don't need to know the words that are coming out of his mouth. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so uh, Vern, uh, you know, who from uh, his, from day one getting involved in golf has been obsessed with distance and speed. Because uh, Vern, it, it was a, it was watching the Long Drive Championship that actually got you <laughs> in, into the game, right? It was. And, but to Vern's credit, I mean, for that to be the thing that drew him in, he's a he's a long hitter already well, compared to me, and I'm not really I'm not you know, <laughs> compared to speaking, he's a long hitter. Um, but you reached out to Dr. JP. How'd you find him? You reached out. What are you hoping to accomplish? Let's get you guys talking. Uh, yeah. So I found him on on Instagram. Uh, just search Instagram Dr. JP Gidry or Performance and Support or whatever. And uh, I I think uh, I've been following him for a while and saw like just random tips, right? Like he, here's something you can do for rotational speed. Um, here's a thought about strength versus speed. All, all these like good tidbits that you would see in like, I don't know, golf digest or golf.com. I'm like, that was pretty interesting. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of kept in, you know, kept in touch. And then as the season's winding down, uh, it's, it's weird, Claude. It had this effect of like watching his tips. It's kind of like with uh, Ryan Cheney, which I found out this week that you guys know each other actually. Uh, yeah, JP. yeah, yeah. Because I'm here. Yeah, exactly. I got lessons from Ryan too. So I think the same thing okay. that that drew me to Ryan drew me to JP, where I would see his posts, and it wasn't like, you know, they were very professional, but it was it wasn't always like, hey guys, just you know, I don't know try harder and you'll, you'll do better. It was like, Hey man, <laughs> you suck because you're weak and you're weak because you suck. And, this, and I'm like, I'm like, what is this about? And I feel like he's talking directly to me. So eventually, so now, eventually, by the way, I feel, I feel like, see, here's the thing. I feel like people receive the type of coaching that they like to get, you know what I mean? Like people have this yes. language and yeah, I uh-huh. feel like, I feel like Vern, you, you're not necessarily that way with us, but I feel like you're that way. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or inside of you, there maybe there's an alter ego that's that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think yeah. you respond to that tough, hard critique, because that's what you like to give. Yeah, Even well, yeah. if it's inside, if you don't no. let it out. Well, he's a military guy, too, so I think that has a lot to do with it. He's, it does. It does. He's Him used to and being it. told what to do and when to do it and how to do it. I don't like how you put that, but okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's true. Like, for my dad and my grandparents on up and everything, yeah. Like, I, But, yeah, so if you're, you know, the classic uh, example, I guess, if you're a coach, is, you know, in the layup line, everybody needs something different. So one kid misses it, you got to approach him different. I'm the mm-hmm. kid that when he misses it, you got to approach him like, hey, what are you doing? Get your head out of your, you know, your brain. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, cool, I'll tighten up. So, but anyway, you know, it's post really informative and, and it did have this tone that I liked and I just decided I was like I feel like he's talking directly to me and um also prior to this offseason my move is usually just to just chill in the offseason and just kind of pop up in March start stretching hit the range <laughs> and get into it but I'm like I'm gonna be 38 next year I'm getting up there Mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. So I know LB, LB doesn't want to hear it about 38 getting up there. <laughs> or my dad. Or my dad who's like 60 and he's in better shape than I am. But, uh, yeah, I basically just decided that this was, the, this was the year to try to, like, tighten it up in the off season and prepare to, to come out hitting 
uh, in the springtime next season. And I want more distance, too. That's awesome. Nice. Now, I will say this, Dr. JP, Vern uh, and Lawrence, actually, they research things like nobody I've seen before. You know what I mean? They, they, they dig deep. To, to, yeah. And so for him to find you and reach out, he, he must have done some research and, and figured that you're, uh, you know, uh, someone worth uh, the, the time and the money investment. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, the, the, the whole purpose of this, because some people like me will say, you know, well, yeah, Vern, uh, go ahead and pay Dr. JP. I'm just going to do 10 push-ups every day and stretch, <laughs> and then I'll see you in March, and I'll see who's got the distance. <laughs> Talk a little bit about just, just like, what the benefit of, of what you do and how it is important uh, uh, to uh, uh, distance and being good at this game or trying to get better at the game. So, yeah, I mean, in golf, it, in some ways, is a unique sport. It, you know, it's a very one-sided sport. It's very rotational heavy, and so – Training specific for the needs of that, uh, you know, is a necessity if you want to really make improvements. So you kind of have the generalities of getting stronger. So squatting, deadlifting, lunging, pressing, rowing, which will kind of carry over in most sports. And there's a huge benefit to that for golfers. And then you kind of build that base. And this is kind of the the tiering of, let's say, an off-season program as you come off the season, starting building that strength base back up. And then we start getting more specific, more rotational. So we're building rotational speed. Uh, we're building mobility in, in what we call the rotational centers, which are your thoracic spine, your mid-back, your hips, your shoulders. And so those are the areas we really want to rotate well through for the golf swing from the standpoint of, of speed, but also the standpoint of being able to make the moves, hit the positions we're trying to hit in the swing and to not put stress on areas of the body. We don't want to put stress on you know? mm, right. golf's a very repetitive sport and the nature of injury in golf is generally repetitive based. So, mm. you know, obviously there's no contact, there's no real traumatic injury, but we see a lot of injuries, back injuries being the most common, but elbow except when injuries. Rick McCormick hit your cart this past uh, Sunday <laughs> well, the, enterprise yeah. with your golf yeah. ball <laughs> inches away. Although I've done the same thing to you, to be fair to Rick. Yeah. Done- yeah we nearly dodged, <laughs> not, nearly dodged the bullet, but yeah, I'm sorry. So there's a little contact. But anyway, go, I'm sorry, doctor. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, so we got a doctor on the show and here I am goofing off. I'm sorry, doctor. We're talking <laughs> about the rotational nature. Of the it's all good. Um, so again, you know, we want to move well from the standpoint of being healthy. We want to move well from the standpoint of being able to create speed. And then we want to kind of build on that strength base and turn that eventually into rotational power, vertical power, and obviously take that and put it back into the golf swing. And so there's kind of a natural progression of building the strength base, turning in that to speed and power, and then doing drills and exercises to carry that over into the specific needs of the golf swing so that you come out on the other end stronger, faster, healthier, creating more swing speed, but also from the being able to kind of withstand the forces that that repetitive nature puts on your body over time. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, was, I wanted to say real quick, LB, you raised your hand, but I was going to say you, you kind of also are an inspiration for this, even though you say you didn't have anything to contribute because you're probably in better shape than I am. Just like you and my dad. And then that lines up with something that, uh, that I think I saw on, on uh, JP's feed recently that he reposted, which is basically saying, Essentially, hey, if you're as you start to get up until late thirties, mid forties, if you don't put work in when you're in your twenties and thirties, when you get to forty and fifty and you're breaking down and you can't play golf anymore and you can't swing, mm. don't be surprised. So that's been me just chilling, like you know, being a you know a, a super chill in, in the off season or even you know outside golf, really not doing anything. 
and then expecting that like I'm gonna be able to play this game into the 45s, 50s, as old as LB is 55. I'm gonna as have old to. As I, I am, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that very carefully. Yeah. <laughs> this is why he responds to this kind of coaching because because yeah. it's not, it's also ego. <laughs> That's just, but you get like what I'm that. saying. Like you have to put if you don't if I don't do anything, I can't expect to play right. injury free. Right. Uh, in this game that I love, it, it could be gone when I you know by the time I'm mm-hmm. I'm 50 or something like that. Okay. Right. The LB, one question, one, to... Yeah, the one question I wanted to ask you, when you were talking about some of the, uh, the exercises and the and the, the things that are included in your program, do, uh, is there any uh, nutritional uh, yeah. advice that you will give Vern? Because I know he doesn't eat that well. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so for all all of my clients, kind of we talk about eating for performance, uh, which is just kind of basically making sure your body gets enough fuel to perform in life, perform on the course, perform on whatever. And then, you know, I do have clients that may have, let's say, a weight loss goal or some that may have a weight gain goal that's going to mm-hmm. take a little more uh, in-depth, you know, coaching and nutritional program. But, but right. they all have some degree of a component, nutritional component to it. Just really depends on the client's needs. Okay. Um, you know, and, and that, that one big thing that I think a lot of golfers miss is how they eat on the course. You know, and, and mm-hmm. anytime, anytime someone tells me they wear down at the end of a round, Right. First place, that's the first question I'm asking is how do you eat on the course? Mm-hmm. 99% of the time, they either don't eat nothing or maybe they'll eat something at the turn. And realistically, we should be snacking on something probably every mm-hmm. three to four holes. Yep. Wow. Kinda, and yep. kind of keeping those blood sugar levels even throughout the round instead mm-hmm. of kind of maybe having a spike. And right. then we just start to dive off, you know, in those last right. nine, six, four holes, whatever. Snacking like about cinnamon, cinnamon buns and tasty cakes, right? That's hey, what, what, about, about, what about drinking hey, on the course? <laughs> so, I, how, I, how many sips should we take per hole? <laughs> <laughs> you got to find your sweet spot. So, mine's two beers per side. So, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I love it. And, and that's fine. I mean, that's fine. Like, I, I, I have a few cold beers at the very least when I play, but mm-hmm. I still try to make sure I'm, you know, peanuts, beef jerky. Mm-hmm. Right. Even candy bars for just kind of an acute yep. right? Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be this perfect thing. You don't have to like plan this meal, just something easy you can stick in your bag that you can snack on. And it's just really kind of keeping something in your body throughout the course of the round. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Right. So shout, out, shout out to coach Brown with the bananas and the apples. Always, always make sure. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Claude? What you got? No. So, so Vern, you, you, you wanted uh, uh, to, to do this whole, um, you know, all season uh, training program and stuff. And so you, you reached out, and you've yeah. already done some preliminary stuff. Talk um, about what your experience has been so far and what you expected, what you, what you, what's going on, and, and how you're feeling. Right. So uh, experience so far has been great. We did a, uh, we did a preliminary, basically, um, what was it, like a, like a uh, – Video a, screen evaluation. Video screen, screening. Yeah. That's what I was looking for yeah. the word screening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we did like a video screening, and uh, I found out I was not as flexible as I thought I was, number one, <laughs> which is always a good – you know, it's like, oh, hey, actually, you're not, you're not that good. So um, – <laughs> and then <laughs> – uh, we, we just kind of talked about like, you know, uh, what's going to fit me best schedule wise and working out and all that stuff. So that's great. And then he's, uh, there's like an app that comes uh, that, that you work through. And I think GP basically just loads your first, your weekly workouts in the app. You can, you know, have feedback through there. It's not, um, that's not different from like the, when we talked about Cheney and the coach now uh, program system mm-hmm. where again, he puts drills and stuff in there. So uh, it's good. Uh, I will say, just as a check in JP. So my week started today, today, Monday is the day. Yeah, and uh, sure. I showed, I showed our buddy Glenn, it's my brother-in-law for people who don't listen to the show. 
I showed him this past Saturday everything I had to do, and he he was scrolling. He was like, "Oh, is this like the whole program?" I was like, "No, this is week one." And he looked at me like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "He's like, it starts Monday." I was like, "Yeah," and uh, you know, I'm a little behind already, but it's all right. We don't have to worry about. It. We don't have to get into that. Um, yeah. we, we gonna have to have our first coaching session here. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> internet was down with the whole thing. But, oh my god, I got I got four days to catch up. So hey, you got only just get them in. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, Claudia, yeah, it's been it's been it's been really good and uh, um, really easy, really easy to get into. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Nice. So, Doctor JP, before we let you go, so, want, so when it comes to um, like uh, expectations of people, you know, they come in and they think, okay, I'm gonna spend an off season with you, and then I'll be plus two next season. Like, um, <laughs> talk a little bit about expectations versus like delivery. Like, like here's here's what you're gonna get, and I mean, obviously, the rest of your game is up to you. But here here's what you can get from this uh, from from your services. So the number one thing, you know, from my side of things, the number one thing is generally swing speed. And so, you know, with, with my golfers. Vern's face just lit up there when you <laughs> said swing speed. <laughs> it just it's this grin. So we're trying to track speed. I, I try to get my golfers to track their speed once a week. Mm. So we're looking, you know, obviously, I, and the way I do that is I have them swing, you know, eight to ten swings at 100% maximum intent, just going all out, and then eight to ten swings at what they feel like their comfortable speed is. And then we kind of just track those numbers over the, the, the career of the program. And obviously we're looking for those to trend up. And for me, if they're not, then that tells me, okay, we need to start doing something different. But, you know, realistically, someone, let's say like Vernon, where he maybe doesn't have a huge workout background coming into this, you can see some pretty significant gains. I mean, you know, seeing somewhere. I'm sorry, between... doctor. How do, how do you know Vern doesn't have a huge workout? <laughs> uh, yeah. okay. oh, no, he put that so professionally, so delicately. Right. He was so right. nice about it. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can stay to see a lot because I'm not doing much, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you, you're going to have that advantage where you're going to probably see a lot of gains, especially in the beginning, right. just from doing, you know, a lot just doing anything. Right. <laughs> so, you know, your body will start to adapt and those things will taper off to a degree. But, you know, let's say over 16 weeks, you know, seeing something like six to 10 mile an hour isn't like a, a crazy thing. You know, and that's right. going to differ from person to person. So I'm not going to I'm not going to work with a PGA Tour player and necessarily get them 10 miles an hour. Right. But right. they may get, let's say, two to four out of the same program. Which for them could be a big still. It's big huge. Big. You know, that's right. still huge. That's, you know, separating that line. That's already very thin between them. Right. Um, you know, and then, you know, so obviously that aspect is the biggest aspect we're tracking, you know, strength numbers, things like that. And then, you know, the golf and the way, you know, I try to make sure everybody still understands golf is still a sport of skill. So when we take actually performance on the course, speed is a huge advantage to that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's plenty of data to support that, that, you know, the further you are off the tee, the closer you are to the green, the closer you are to the green, the shorter putts you're going to have, you know, more greens you're going to hit, so on and so forth. But, you know, you still have to have the skill work of being able to find the, the center ball. of the face, hit the right. ball, <laughs> and, and even, you know, start to make shots you want to make, draw it, fade it, hit it low, hit it high, which aren't going to necessarily be a direct result of what I'm doing. But one, I think, overlooked thing of what we do in, in golf performance and fitness is giving people the capability to practice as much as they want without mm -hmm. wearing down, without fatiguing, without right. having mm -hmm. pain. So you can go out and put those reps in, uh, you know, you still got to make yourself do it, but you can go out and do it without any physical limitations. So, right. you know, that's kind of my other second goal is with anybody I work with is making sure that they, they can practice and play as much as they want without fatigue, without pain, without issues. Right. Claude, actually, Claude, I have one, can I have one final oh, yeah, question? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, and this, and again, 
Claude Nobby, you can chime in if you want. But basically, if you guys haven't checked out JP's uh, feed on Instagram, right? Again, tips and tricks, all sorts of great advice. But there is a there is a consistent theme in there I noticed that kept popping up. I wanted to ask you about it, JP. So uh, it's basically the idea that some golfers are concerned that they can get too muscular for golf. Now, before you answer, when I, when I would see these, I would see these posts where you're constantly debunking this or challenging this idea. And I thought to myself, I don't know what golfers look like in Louisiana, but I would be surprised if in Maryland I saw, you know, I don't know, Aaron Judge in a golf course and I would say, oh, he's, he's, he's much too muscular to swing a golf club. <laughs> like, how do, you, how do you handle these egos from these dudes who are like, hey, listen, I don't want to get too swole out there, you know, because it's going to affect my swing. Like, yeah, I'm, and that's, I, a, that's a huge, like, that's the, probably the first thing that comes out of better golfers I work with mouth is like, that's the, they, I don't want to get too big. I don't want to lose my flexibility. And there's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's tons of data showing that strength training not only doesn't have a negative effect on mobility and flexibility, but actually can improve it in itself. Right. So outside of stretching and things like that. And so, and, and you kind of bring up someone like Aaron judge, you know, watching a baseball player hit a baseball, you know, they can move just as well as a golfer can hitting that, a golf ball. That's what I'm saying. Nobody yeah. questions them. You know, you right. no one questions an Aaron Judge for being too You're big. Too big, right? right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and by the way, I don't know if anyone ever like went to like if you go to like a professional football game. And if you get there early before the game starts and you're near the field and you're watching these guys stretch and do right. this stuff, you've got guys who are 6'6", 320 pounds and are super flexible. And, are, and like these, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I'm fast and can move and these stretches. And like I, like, I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, it doesn't stop these big athletes. The idea that you would see John Carlos standing on the golf course and be like, oh, is this, is this the game for you? Well, <laughs> yeah. You know? No. So, yeah, that's interesting. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, so, so this is something that comes up a lot. Then, oh, right? absolutely. And, okay. and mm-hmm. I still, every day I deal with it with, with <laughs> and it's more from the better golfers and, and right. a lot of it's just education. And some of them, I kind of have to meet them where they are and say, all right, we'll start <laughs> easy. And then I slowly start throwing the heavy weights on <laughs> right. and they find out, you know, a, they don't get hurt. Yeah. For me, mm-hmm. they feel better. They're stronger and you know, they're hitting the ball further. And it's like, you know, it pays off in the end. It's just kind of getting people in the door to be able to show them that is, right. is sometimes a challenge. And the one good thing about lifting weights is chicks dig muscles. Here we go. Absolutely. There we go. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, it does. I mean, I'm telling you, it's the truth, man. Come on. Uh-huh. It's the truth. Well, it's one of the many beautiful side effects of uh, Exactly. Of it is the truth. I, I'm, my main concern is I've been sedentary for so long. Like, when I start doing this and making some changes, you know, wife is going to look at me like, what are you, what are you, what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> do, we need, do we need to talk? <laughs> right. There's going to be papers coming up soon. <laughs> like, I, 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 canc- I canceled your sessions with Dr. JP. There's another doctor we're going to talk to. <laughs> Make sure we're, we're good. No, no, that's good. Oh, so man. we're going to track this throughout the off season. Dr. Uh, uh, JP, if people want more information on you and your program and they want to sign up uh, because they don't want Vern to, um, you know, outwork them this off season, it's kind of me just trying to figure out if I could. <laughs> uh, where, where should they go to get more information on, on you? So my website, GidryGolfAndSport.com. I uh, got all the information there. You know, I'm, as we've talked about, I'm pretty busy on social media. So Facebook, Gidry Golf and Sport, Instagram, Gidry Golf and Sport, Twitter, Barbells and Birdies. Um, you know, and I share a lot. I try to share a lot of information, a lot of free videos, things like that, uh, educational stuff. And then, you know, you can message me on there. Email John Paul at GidryPT.com. You know, I'm more than welcome to hop on a call with anybody, uh, you know, and try to, you know, education, I think, is a big key, especially in golf. You know, going back to the last question you asked, and there's still a lot of kind of myths out there that golfers still believe in when it comes to getting in the gym and trying to kind of debunk that as much as I can. 
Right. Uh, you know, and for whatever reason, every other sport, it's okay to be a bigger, faster, stronger athlete. But golf <laughs> is kind of, you know, they've right. yet to accept right. that. Because <laughs> yeah. we ride around in carts all day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the level of high education, dedication, and performance we do here on Golf DMV. We don't just get people out there just talking nonsense. We get actual educated people who know what they're talking about. Dr. JP, thank you so much for joining us at Golf Absolutely. DMV. And we'll catch up uh, during the offseason to see – um, just how far back Vern has fallen off uh, in a few months, <laughs> as he is already behind on day one as of this interview. Uh, Dr. JP, thank you so much. <laughs> thank y'all for having me on. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's Dr. JP Vern. So, what are you what are you hoping to get out of this whole session with him in your offseason workout program? Uh, more mobility, more speed, and uh, a more stable core to play golf like long into the future. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the short and simple of it. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we talked about in an interview. If I, if I just keep, you know, chilling out, being sedentary and just trying to play when the season comes around, that's not going to last me into, you know, 40, 41, 42, as stuff starts to break down. So if I want even, even without the distance, if I just want to continue to play like pain-free and have a mm-hmm. good time and maintain what I have, you have to do something. If you invest nothing, you're going to get nothing. So uh, it's going to suck and I'm going to hate it. And I'm already behind <laughs> but <laughs> but when I'm when I'm playing golf, like I said, well into my fifties and seventies and eighties, like it'll be I'll be, you know. Uh. <laughs> so the, so the few times recently that we've played and i've made jokes about out driving you the few times that i have that had nothing to do with you wanting to go see dr jp uh well you know maybe, maybe a tiny bit maybe, a tiny bit. maybe i just want to make it unquestionable that i'm the longest <laughs> i am notoriously the shortest player in our in, in so our i do have one question for you rando so in this program yes um are you going to have to like go to the gym and lift weights for real or is it just all body weight type stuff or, or do you know i mean have you got no, that far yet no we did we got that far he set the whole workout up yeah so okay yes he does have he has heavy days okay. um now i originally told him which hopefully he's gonna <laughs> listen to this and find out i really told him i could go to the gym <laughs> one day a week we uh-huh. decided for safety reasons i'm probably not gonna do that uh uh-huh. for the covid stuff basically okay but but what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go to like uh it looks like some of the weight gear that kind of sold out at the beginning of the pandemic is back in stock mm-hmm. so i understand there's like foldable racks you can get like mount to your wall and like have a bench and stuff yeah. like that i'm I'm gonna get something like something mm-hmm. like that because you told me i have enough gear already to do most of it at home so okay okay i'll get like a bench or maybe something i can do a squat rack and some deadlifts and i should be good to go mm-hmm. you know um yeah because you can do deadlift with with dumbbells too, you don't have to have a barbell. Yeah, you don't have to have a bar. But in, in, for me though, because you know, I used to be in the military. I just want to make sure I have enough weight to, uh, you know, to challenge myself because I don't want to get too, too light, too quick. You know? mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. Well, one recommendation I, I would make for you is go on to Craigslist. Craigslist. You can find oh. a lot of stuff there. Most That's of the stuff I idea. have in my gym, I got it from Craigslist. Yeah, people who don't want to work out anymore suffer exactly. Yeah, good tip. Yeah, yeah. Or actually, people, and honestly, most people get stuff like that for Christmas. They get a whole bunch of gifts. Somebody buys them stuff, or they say, "I'm gonna work out." You know, January, I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna do this, and then by March, the stuff is sitting around. They got clothes hanging on it. Yeah, yeah. And then April, they put it on. They sell it off on Craigslist. So okay. I mean, there's always a bunch of stuff on Craigslist uh, that you can get really good deals on, good pricing. Uh, and, and not pay retail, basically. Yeah. The yeah. elliptical machine that I'm currently trying to give away, I got from someone who gave it away to me in February, and now mm-hmm. I'm no longer using it, and I want to give it away to someone else who's <laughs> not going to use it three months from now. And exactly. Give it to someone else. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's, the psych- it's the circle of life, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk a little bit about PGA Tour stuff. So here's the thing. LPGA, 
Well, I watched a little bit of the LPGA tour this past weekend, mm-hmm. um, but PGA stuff. I haven't watched any golf. Like I haven't watched anything since Bryson DeChambeau won the U.S. Open. I haven't watched one second of it. Wow. Right? Have you guys right. been watching anything? I watched the Shriners. Well, yesterday afternoon, I watched probably the ninth to the eighteenth hole in the playoff mm-hmm. of uh, the Shriners yesterday. Uh, yeah, I, I I did not. I wanted to when I saw LB's text coming through. When when I saw actually even before you text me, LB, I got an mm-hmm. alert on my phone that Matthew Wolf was in the mm-hmm. lead or somewhere in the mix. And I yeah. wanted to check in for that, but I had no internet and I was dealing with that. Right, your cable. <laughs> yeah, my cable's yeah. out, everything sucks. But um, no, I'm with you, Claude. I, I haven't seen anything uh, really since Wingfoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, the Shriners was yesterday, so it did go to playoff. Uh, it was Martin Laird, uh, mm-hmm. Austin Cook, and, and Matthew Wolf uh, at, at minus 23. They all went to the playoff. Ma- uh, well, did you all see the highlights at least? Did you see any highlights? I did. Oh. I saw some highlights on my phone pop up. Oh, okay. So there's two two highlights that I that I saw that were great. Right. Uh, and I was not rooting for Martin. Um, yeah. Laird. You know, you sent a weird text saying Martin Laird won, and then you said something that that would make me think that you didn't want that to happen. I won't yes. say what you said. I use the F word. Yeah, but but what is it about him? like yeah, the, well, the you, randomness by which you don't like certain people? Like, what makes you not like him? Because who's, the other, who's the other one you don't like? The, what, another European player? A, a European? Uh, player. I, I can't remember his name. Paul Casey. Yeah, Paul Casey. Like, yeah, so, like what don't you yeah. like about Martin? Martin, Martin was weird because we haven't said his name in like years, and then for him to pop up, it'll be like, yeah. oh, that MMI hate. Like, Wait. <laughs> well, it's not. It's, okay, here's the deal. Okay. I was rooting for Matthew. I wanted Matthew to win. Oh, so okay. that's why I was hating on, rooting on against Martin Laird. Laird. Yeah. I got you. But he made two shots, okay, on number nine. Yep. It's a par five. He hit it. He had a good drive, and he went for the green. He hit a, his wood, and it hit two inches from the edge of the bunker. Yep. So mm. he, had, he had nothing to work with. Yep. And this Bama put it in the hole. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Great shot. <laughs> yeah. But it, I was not rooting for that. But he, he it, but it was a great shot. It was yeah. a great shot. You should check it out, Clyde. It wasn't prep. When I it, saw it on ESPN, yes. I was like, oh, my. Yeah. Right. Because they were like, oh, he's going to hit it over the green. He's going he's gonna to leave it in the sand. Yeah. He was going to do everything except put it in a hole. Mm-hmm. And that Bama put it in the hole. Um, <laughs> number 17 on the par three. He hits his tee shot. Not – not even toward the hole. It was like a straight, straight shank over to the right. right. Hits the cart path and bounces another 40 feet over <laughs> into the grass. Okay. Right? There's trees between him now and the, and the green. Yep. He chips it under the trees, hits the, 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 the bottom, I guess, the, uh, the fringe of the green. Right. It dribbles up and leaves him with a 10-foot putt. And he oh, my goodness. It. Wow. And I was expecting him to miss that because, again, I wanted Matthew. He was one shot behind at the time. I wanted right. him to catch up and win. So then he got to eight, the 18th hole and missed the putt. <laughs> and that's how they ended, and that's that's how they ended up in the, the playoff. playoff. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then well, he, the golf guys will do that to you, man. I yeah. mean, sometimes, you know, you hit the ball and then it goes into the woods, but it hit a, hits off a tree. And you're like, okay, cool, got lucky. Then you get on the green, then you miss a four-foot putt. 74, <laughs> 93, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, same thing. Exactly same thing. <laughs> so he ends up going to the playoff with Austin Cook and Matthew Wolf on the second of the par, uh, the second of the playoff holes. Um, uh, Martin made the putt, and, uh, and he won. So uh, he won uh, $1.26 million. Uh, Austin Cook and Matthew Wolf won, each won $623,000. Not a second place win. Missed the cut at minus seven. A lot of <laughs> a lot of big names. Uh, Colin, Colin, we just talked about Colin Morikawa, Hideki Matsuyama, 
um, who else? Uh, Hideki. Uh, did I say Hideki? Yeah, Hideki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah, the Paul Casey, who I don't like, uh, he missed the cut. Uh, Keegan <laughs> Bradley missed the Jason Day, missed the cut. Mm-hmm. Our, our buddy, our other black guy, uh, Cameron Champ, missed the cut. And <laughs> and Manny's favorite guy, Ricky Fowler, did not make the cut. He's had a bad year, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yes. Got, yeah. I know, for some reason, <laughs> yeah. My wife, yeah, yeah. So Ooh, the Manny Millions was, was uh, Mr. Luke Donald, another European who I'm not a oh, fan really? of. Yeah, I like, you don't uh, like Luke Donald? I like nah, Luke. Nah. For what reason? Yeah. He's European. <laughs> All right. other, no reason other than that. This is nationalism. Um, yeah, here you go. Yeah. This is Trump, Trump's yeah. America, right? This I would Trump love America, to see right? what flags you're okay. flying in your front yard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Trump one, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> like my neighbor up the street who I, I used to respect. I thought he was a really nice guy. I used to wave to him all the time as we yeah. pass each Did other. Did he wave back? Yeah, he would wave oh, back and everything. And now, now, I don't even, now that he got a Trump flag out, I don't even look at him anymore. I just ride yeah. past his house. My two white neighbors to my left both have Black Lives Matter signs, and one has yeah. a Biden Harris sign in front. Yeah, my my, my newest neighbor on the street, they've got a a Biden and a Black Matters. Uh, only one in the neighborhood, to be clear, um, who has not a, even your house has one. Not even in my house. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. my flag says Smith and Wesson. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute for everybody who knows. Exactly. I play with any. I don't care what what your political (laughs) you go for. My property. Come around here, you gonna catch one of these. That's all I know. Um, Okay, so many millions. Mister Luke Donald uh, won fourteen thousand nine hundred and ten dollars. He finished at minus two, and I was getting ready to do his research on him, and then I thought about it. Didn't he come in last recently? (laughs) And turns out, and I go, I went back through my notes, and he did come in last. this is back during the Travelers. Whenever that may have been last season, uh, right. I don't have the date on here, but yeah, he finished last then too. So we went through this before. Um, you, you all want to play a game again? You think you can remember, or uh, can you give us the numbers? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm investing in trying to extend okay. my win streak. <laughs> he knows I didn't say anything. Right, exactly. Yeah, he, the tides have turned. Okay, so Mr. Luke Donald's five nine, one sixty five, forty. Two years old. He's married to Diane. He got three rugrats. He went to mm-hmm. Northwestern University. Uh, he has a degree in art theory and practice. See, he's weird. Um, <laughs> he was born in uh, Hampstead, uh, England. Now he lives in the golf capital of, of the world. Oh, the Jupiter, region. Jupiter, Florida. Thank Jupiter, you. Florida. Thank yep. you. Yep. Okay, I'll here we go. Yeah, here we go. All right, he's got five wins, mm-hmm. sixteen second places. Wow. 11 third places, wow. 79 top tens. Mm. Look, look at look at Claude taking notes over I'm there. Writing t- he's writing down. <laughs> <laughs> See, Vern, he's being studious, and you just sitting there looking. See, I that's got, why he wins. I know what it is. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay, here we go. So I said five wins, 16 uh-huh. second places, 11 third places, mm-hmm. 79, 79 top, top tens. Yeah. Out of 357 events, he made 263 cuts. Wow. Now, this is from this last time. I didn't recalculate these numbers. This is from, it's still pretty accurate, though. Right. Sure, 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 sure. Because he hasn't won nothing since then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is his career earnings? Oh, man. I'm going to say, because Luke Donald spent some time 
when Tiger was away at yeah. number one yes. in the world. I mean, he was he was a pretty hot golfer for a while. Um, okay, I'm mm-hmm. I think he spent one, a little okay. a little time at number one, right? Yeah, when they were rotating back and forth. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> while they were keeping the seat warm while Tiger was away, right? Um, <laughs> Pass it around. I'm gonna say twenty-eight million dollars. Okay. All right, so Mr. Brown. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty-five. Claude wins again. <laughs> Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in his head. Thirty-six y'all. million dollars. I knew it was thirty, and I was going to go. I was going to go thirty-two, but I said no. No, I knew it was thirty. Because when he was winning a lot, I don't think the person. I mean, the persons were high, but not as how they are now. So I was right. like, oh, let me go down a little bit. But it would have been better with thirty-two. But that's, that's what fine. happens. That's what happens when you try not to lose. When you try not to lose, people. Because I tried to just undercut Claude. That's what I tried to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Instead of just going for the win yeah. and being like thirty-five. You play for second place, and now you're in second place. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Wonderful um, uh, work there, uh, Lawrence Brooks. Yeah, there you go. Quick, uh, quick uh, update too on the Corn Ferry Tour played at the Orange National Championship course in Florida. Yeah. Uh, next time we go, we're going to play this course. Uh, I've been there a couple of times. What a Mrs. and I played there, and uh, but yeah, uh, we should we should play that next time we go. Okay. Um, uh, tr- uh, Trey Mullinex won at minus twenty three. He birdied the 18th hole of the par five to win by one stroke. He won $108,000. That's another um, name you've probably heard on the PGA Tour, too. One of those guys who, you know. Yeah, yeah going between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, our, our, well, at least my friend, Tommy Two Gloves, uh, $60 <laughs> gain. He came in, uh, he tied for 15th at minus 16, mm-hmm. and he won $8,470. Uh, what's what's $8,000 divided by 60? Just trying to figure out how much work how he many, can get. Right. How many, how many jobs he can get for that. <laughs> that's quite a few. It know. is. It is. Yeah, that's, it's set for a while. that's like a year's worth, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how frequently. Uh, we'll, have to ask, we'll have to ask Mrs. Ganey how many that's worth. Could you imagine um, if we were to get Tommy Two Gloves on the show? We should try. Don't think I won't try. Because we have to let them know, like, we're going to ask you about this. Like, right, we're going to, right. you know. If you come on the show, you got to talk about it. In a judgmental way, like, you don't yeah. understand. Like, right, you're my hero. Favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not because we're judging you. No. It's like, we just want, you know. I just want to know how, I want to know how to do that and get away with it. That's what I want to know. How did yeah. you do that? And how did you, how did this work at the, at the house? How did you, how did this, how did you, how did you work this over with the missus? That's what I want to know. Not, nothing highlights the inequality gap more than, uh, you know, him having his situation and Robert Kraft having his and nobody's ever going to see that Robert Kraft video. Right. So you can see the light ever. of day. Yeah. And I can get any more details than what they got. Yeah. <laughs> how do you negotiate down to $60 is the question. Like, why are you, <laughs> why did yeah. you take it to hunt it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get on tour. I'm to my card. I'm, it's in flux. I'm on the bottom of the money list. It gets tight down there. Guys. Right. right. <laughs> got kids at the house. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, the LPGA, the K- KPMG Women's PGA Tour was in Newton Square, Pennsylvania this past weekend. And I don't mean to interrupt you again, although I'm interrupting. You know, sometimes people say, I don't mean to, but then they do it. And so mm-hmm. I guess I did mean to interrupt, but no disrespect. By it. But KPMG, by the way, you know, shout out to them for years and years and years being champion of women, women yeah. in leadership. They, I mean, mm-hmm. they put on a whole thing when they do their stuff. Like it's the golf tournament, but then have lead, uh, women's leaders uh, summits and stuff like that. Yeah. Where they'll have Condoleezza Rice and other women come down and they do different networking events and different conferences and things like that. They do a whole big thing. And so shout out to them and Phil Mickelson, because if anyone that listens to the show, they know that we support the LPGA uh, tour mm-hmm. and women in golf. 
and uh, KPMG does like, like, I mean, they put their money where their mouth is when it comes to supporting women in golf and women in general, in any profession and stuff like that. So I'm sorry, go, go right ahead. LB. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, miss C young Kim won her first major mm-hmm. $645,000. Uh, she shot 63 on the final round and she, I think she, uh, I forget the numbers now, but I think she won by, four or five strokes or something like that. She, she played for obviously 63. She was kicking butt and taking name as they say, <laughs> uh, uh, on Instagram. I hope you all saw, uh, they were running, I think it was on it was a couple of different feeds on the PG LPGA's feed, as well as, uh, Troy Mullins feed where she interviewed Mariah. Yeah. Oh, Mariah Stackhouse. Stackhouse. Yeah. She interviewed Mariah Stackhouse. And it was an extensive. In- well, for Instagram, it was an extensive. It's probably like a five-minute interview, I think, at least. Yeah, check it right. Out. Um, it was pretty good. It was. It was really nice to see them. Uh, see them. To see the interview and them talking. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so. yeah I was going to say I saw. I, I have to go look at that one, but I did see one where she also interviewed Gary Player. Um, yes. I, and, yes, I saw that, but I haven't watched all of it. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. they almost pretty good because he actually has a reference to Charlie Sifford in there and some of okay. the, he ties in some of the South, South African stuff. And just really quick, just to clean it up, mm-hmm. uh, she won by one stroke. So one stroke. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, who did she? Must have been everybody else that was five. Because I think her and uh, the little chubby lady was was second. <laughs> I can't think of her name. Yeah, she wins uh, all the time. Uh, Saganda. Say Carlos uh, Saganda. Yeah. No, it was uh, uh, saying, Park. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, NB Park. NB uh, Park finished. NB Park. You refer to one of the best lady golfers ever as the little chubby lady. <laughs> she is chubby. She, oh, wait, well, we talking about a KP, KPMG Women's PJ Championship, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'm looking at so, she did win by five. She was at minus 14 and MB Park was at minus nine. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Maybe my, maybe my information is old then. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, something. <laughs> my internet was down, I guess. Yeah, your, internet, your internet's catching up. It's still three days back. Bird is looking at the final round at hole number two through two holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. our friend, uh, a friend of this show, hopefully she will be at some point. We'll get her on. Uh, Mariah Stackhouse finished at T65 at plus 12. She won nine thousand two hundred and fifty-four dollars. Okay. Our, uh, I was gonna call it our competition, but she's really not. Miss uh, Woods, yeah. uh, did, she didn't even. I don't think she even played because she didn't even. They, she wasn't even in the field to miss the cut. So okay. yeah, she just, she just figured, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll sit this one out. out. Yeah. Gotta, well, but I think for the majors though, don't yeah, you have to be at a certain level in order to even get in the majors? Right. So maybe she, she was not of that stature to, uh, <laughs> to get that. Uh, we'll re- quickly go to the uh, senior tour, which is our champions tour. Mr. Uh, Ells, uh, Ernie, Ernie Ells, won his second PGA Champions Tour at the SAS Championship. Um, let me see if they give me uh, – but it was, I know they played in North Carolina and carried North Carolina, which is just south of Raleigh, and if anybody know that area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the PGA Tour, they, they, the Champions Tour, they really – they screwed them over with their with their uh, the data. I mean, it's, it's always it's always piss poor, and you got to scroll and stuff. And the PJ stuff is right there. So he he be he be Colin uh, Colin Montgomery, Miss or oh, Mrs. Doubtfire, as I like to call him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, he beat him That's by good. one stroke. Uh, VJ Singh. Uh, so Ernie Ells was at minus twelve. Colin Montgomery was at eleven. VJ Singh uh, yeah. at minus ten. 
and a bunch of people. Also, uh, a fame note from the Corn Fairy Tour, VJ. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Although he didn't even play it after he talked all that smack, he didn't even he didn't even play. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jim Furyk actually played in this one too. He finished that uh, tie for ninth at uh, minus eight, uh, and I think uh, Ernie won. I think three hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. I think was the first place purse for that. Um, I'm just looking. Do you, does anybody know? And I'm looking because I hadn't seen. Did Phil? What did Phil do last week? Did he play in the Champions Tour or did he not play know. at all? I'm not sure if he played at all. Yeah, I'm not sure if he played at all. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm scrolling down. I'm not just running through. Because like, I know if he played on the Champions Tour, it would have been a big story. Yeah, they yeah. released the Golf yeah. Channel would have talked about it a ton. Right. Our, our Merlin's own uh, Fred Funk was in the tournament. He finished that T67 at plus eight. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, yeah, Phil was not on the list, so he, he must not have played. Um, Just a quick update. Say Young Kim did win by five strokes, 14 uh, <laughs> over MB Park, negative nine. I, just, I had to jump in there and say that because I was loud wrong. So now I have to yeah, sort of well, yeah, no. we, yeah, we, it's okay. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Question my authority. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. So this weekend is golf. Is uh, You guys are playing golf. I'm having my procedure on Wednesday. So I'm, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to play golf for the next, I don't know how long. Matthew said, yeah. Well, yeah, you have to know. do some sort of, um, you have to uh, talk to Dr. JP and, and try to do some recovery work to get yeah, back well, to 2021. Well, honestly, some of the stuff that I had already seen on his page, I've already instituted into my workout program. Right. So, Vern, mm-hmm. so next season when Vern out drives me, it won't be that bad that much. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll have, we'll have the... We'll, We'll have the results in a further, in a, in a uh, you know, upcoming uh, edition of uh, Golf DMV. Thanks so much for listening, to everybody. Brought to you in part by Cash A Sign Sports. Uh, you can find out more information on golfdmvpodcast.com. We'll catch up with you guys next week.